Good morning. This is Coach AA, and welcome to the May 22nd edition. The three things I have for you today. The first one, the particle and the wave. We're constantly boxed in, constantly divided into extremes. Are you for this or are you against this? If you are for something, there's the baggage of 75 other things you're apparently okay with. Light behaves as a particle and a wave. Let's take a look at how we need at least two complementary theories to navigate life, learning from light. The second short piece, just a thought, is that idea truly your idea? And does it matter? We write things that seem to be our ideas, but are influenced by what we've read and our personal experiences. And somewhere we process them in our subconscious and they come out. So what portion is ours? And the last piece, the hardware and software of you. My past life as a programmer is never far away from my thinking and the mental models I use. So how can understanding the two aspects, hardware and software, help you express yourself better? And before we begin, I'd appreciate it if you can spread the word by sharing one of these articles with one friend of yours. After you read it, of course. But it makes a difference. Thanks. The particle and the wave. Did you have a fascinating physics teacher in high school? Unfortunately, most of us did not. Many of the fundamental concepts of physics might seem eh, boring or irrelevant to us. For example, how does a plane fly? Or how does a train stay on the track around a curve? Like, why does it not derail? Well, it only matters to us that the plane flies and the train doesn't derail. The actual aspects of the why, eh, boring. Well, or it's not your job, it's somebody else's job. But there is value in understanding the basic fabric of what's around us. It can help frame our view and our perspective better. It allows us to see metaphors around us. And we can see a glimpse of the larger construct around us. Because we end up copying and emulating this in one form or the other. And the more we understand the building blocks, the better it can be. So let me remind you of something that should have been mind-blowing when you were a kid, if you had the right teacher. Thomas Young's double-split experiment, double-slit experiment. Light, essentially, behaves as a particle and a wave. Now, why does it matter? How is it relevant? 
Well, the double slit experiment is essentially you, well, not you, well, started with Thomas Young, sending light into a screen which has a single slit. And then there's a screen which has two slits. And what ends up happening is you see, well, uh, rows of light with rows of darkness. Blah, blah, blah. Some fascinating thinking. And it shows us eventually that light sometimes behaves as a particle that is individual units and sometimes behaves as a wave that is continuous. Here's what Albert Einstein has to say about this wave-particle duality. And folks, bear with me. Okay, this makes sense soon. Here's the quote. It seems as though we must use sometimes the one theory and sometimes the other, while at times we may use either. We are faced with a new kind of difficulty. We have two contradictory pictures of reality Separately, neither of them fully explains the phenomena of light, but together they do. End quote. Neither is wrong, but neither explains things comprehensively. But together they do. In many situations, we approach it as black or white. In reality, there's a huge spectrum. Right? Black or white, particle, spectrum, wave. Are you for or against this issue? Governments seem hell-bent on dividing us into two and creating a left versus right. And because of our skewed towards viewing things as particles, we don't even question this method and instead we are inside of this game and we pick a side. When in reality, the issue is deeper. The radical middle needs exploration. Viewing things as a particle, black or white, is a helpful construct. Especially when things are confusing or overwhelming. But remember, it does not explain things completely. It needs a complementary theory. The spectrum, the wave, to help you explore and understand things deeper. Our skew so far, we've viewed things through the lens of a particle of black or white. Gender, religion, the football team you support, the type of company you keep, the type of personality skew you have, you know, introvert or extrovert. But slowly, in our fascinating times, we are shedding this one-dimensional view 
of only looking at things as a particle. Instead, we're realizing that there's a whole other lens, that of a wave, to look, to ponder, and to analyze. Now, the left extreme or the right extreme, it's about 10%. But they sound like they are 50%, 50 and 50, right? They're loud and clear. But in reality, the middle 80% is full of subtlety. And this is where most of us are. But because there seems to be only one tool, only one theory, we are either forced to engage as I'm on this side or on that side. And we miss out on the beauty of this middle position and the incredible amount of other people similar to us who are in the same place. Remember, neither is wrong, neither explains things fully. Together, they do. I'll give you a personal example. I'm an introvert. My past experiences in life affirm this. I've used the Myers-Briggs type indicator, the MBTI, and verified it with competent coaches to know that the theory and the practicality are in alignment. Now, what does being an introvert mean? It doesn't mean shy. It means that I draw energy by being alone or in small group of known people in quiet conversation. And I get exhausted by crowds and noise and a lot of conversation. Now, my primary job for the past decade has been standing in front of about 100 people daily, talking, teaching, learning. And I love it. Now, it's true that crowds and noises exhaust me, but not all crowds and noise. Going to a nightclub is my nightmare. But teaching people is something I love and I look forward to. And I would have missed out on being a teacher if I had stuck to this rigid view or this poor understanding of you know, black and white, of introvert versus extrovert. You be one and not the other. So it's important to understand my skew of being an introvert, but also what that limitation of being boxed in there means. Because if I had not understood I would have been terrible at being a coach. See, the extrovert part of the spectrum is accessible. And there are times, there are tasks where it is necessary to be that person or be more on the extrovert side of the spectrum. I look at it as a hat to wear. It's not false. It simply takes conscious effort to move out of my default position. Now the extreme end of the spectrum. That's something I rarely touch. Because it is so far away from me. It doesn't feel natural at all. But there is so much in the middle. You know, on the extrovert side of things. Itself that I can explore. And that helps me express myself better. And do my job better. During my 20s, I viewed this from 
you know, a black or white framework. I force myself to do things without understanding and I stop doing everything on, you know, the other side. Today, I have a better understanding of this, of the fact that there is a spectrum and I'm able to express myself better. Which brings us to you. See, the world around us wants to divide us. <laughs> Do you see the black-white skew of my statement here? Because we need to be here or there, we pick an extreme. Or worse, a lot of us choose inaction. Because deep down, we don't agree with the extremes. That's great. But inaction doesn't cut it. We need to use the complementary theory here to dig deeper into our perspective. You need to see life both as a particle and a wave. Where have you been blinded by this? Where are you missing out on living a fuller life because you've been boxed in? These are important questions for us all to think about. Next time you find yourself picking an extreme, pause. Look at the spectrum. Look at the middle 80%. Use both theories and take your time and refuse to be boxed in. And that's the first piece, folks. The second one, a short, small thought. Is that truly your idea? What percentage of thoughts are your own? What percentage of ideas are truly yours? We write things that seem to be our ideas, but are influenced by what we read and by what we've experienced. And we process them in our subconscious in, well, mysterious ways. We generate ideas that are built on gaps or holes as we see them from our lens. Well, there's obviously nothing wrong with being inspired by someone else's idea. In fact, that's how the world works. It happens all the time, whether we acknowledge it or not. Understanding why the idea feels important to you, though, is something you can look deeper into as part of exploring this idea. For example, what's your favorite movie? Have you ever wondered why that is your favorite movie? The rabbit hole and the profundity of this seemingly simple question are truly fascinating for me. Anyway, that's the short thought. The final piece, the hardware and software of you. I think getting stronger or faster is only about bigger muscles. In a car, that makes sense. The car with a bigger engine is going to be more powerful, simplistically speaking. The process in a human is different. You look at a stronger or faster person and you see better hardware. You see a lot more muscle on them than on you. And you make the obvious connection. I need a hardware upgrade. That's not wrong. But the hardware upgrade, building muscle is only a part of it. What actually happens first is there is a significant software upgrade. 
your brain and your body don't know how to communicate well with each other when you start off. Like you can't just, you know, go to a piano and start playing it, right? Similarly, lifting weights or standing tall, standing straight, keeping your chest up, bracing, whatever it is, all of them require skill. They require perf- purposeful practice, quality reps. This is the software, how the brain and the body communicate. As the software improves, the outcomes improve. And only then will you see a spurt in the hardware. So what does this all mean? Well, that's why focusing on quality, quality reps, on your mindset, and ensuring you're focused and concentrated are all key results to seeing results are all key to seeing results from your training. It's not simply about lifting weights and then going on your phone and you know dicking around or chatting until it's time to do your next set or whatever. The more switched on you are, the better. So focus. Focus on what you can control. And what you can control is your, well, focus and concentration and quality of effort. You don't control your muscle growth or your physique, at least not directly. Do the work and the hardware upgrade will happen. You will see fat loss. You will see muscle gain. The outcomes will happen, but don't neglect the software. That's where the beauty of things are. So stay switched on. And that's the final piece, folks. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I hope you continue to find this useful. I would love to hear feedback from the three of you who made it till here. And please do share with one friend. This is Coach AA signing off. I'll see you next week. You have a good one. Bye.